Hi everyone, welcome back to the Rise of a Goddess podcast. My name is Carmen and I am your host. If you are new here, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I truly do hope that you enjoy it, but most of all, I hope that it inspires you to become a part of our goddess community. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. As I say each and every week, thank you so much for being such an important part of our goddess community. So happy Monday. I hope all of you had an amazing weekend. Mine was absolutely glorious here in New Jersey. The Northeast has been experiencing a bit of a heat wave the past few days, and it's been unseasonably warm. We had temperatures in the high 80s and 90s over the weekend, and even though it's not very common for the Northeast at this time of year, we'll take it. It was truly amazing. It was unbearably hot for those who do work outdoors, which is a little sad, but um, it was a few days that we were able to get a sneak peek of what summer has to offer to us. What I love the most about it is that it gives me the opportunity to spend more time outdoors. Being someone who lives in the Northeast, most of the time we are indoors because the temperatures can be so frigid or cold or rainy or snowy. So to have that type of weather early on is a treat for us. So I have been spending a lot of time outdoors. I've been going on my walks with my friend. And I've also been taking walks on my own too. When she can't make it, I go on walks on my own. And I think that provides me with time to think and reflect and to dream up of ideas for topics to talk about here on the Rise of a Goddess podcast. And this week's episode was inspired during one of those walks. And as the title states, it's, I'm going to give you 10 ways to romanticize your life. We can actually call this also ways to exhibit main character energy or it girl energy. I've seen it talked about like that on YouTube, on Instagram, on TikTok. And all of them are amazing ways in which you can tap into your feminine essence. That very structured, task-oriented, go, go, go type of energy is very much aligned with masculine essence, being in the divine masculine. And even though we as goddesses can exhibit that energy from time to time it's important for us to remember to always return to our flow state which is our innate divine feminine state so i wanted to just give a few examples of what it might look like to live in your divine feminine even for a few moments out of your day or how you can incorporate it into your day-to-day life in order to romanticize your life. These are ideas that are so simple 
and most of them do not take up much time or effort but it is a very profound way that you can exhibit or step into your feminine essence in your day-to-day life so let's hop right in and give these examples my first example is setting up a morning routine and i know for some of you you're not morning people but hear me out when we develop a morning routine we are literally setting ourselves up for success in our day and imagine all of the things that you are setting up in your morning routine are things that will bring you joy things that will bring you one step closer to a goal that you want to obtain and What better way for you to start your day than by tackling these things that are going to bring you success, that are going to bring you closer to things that you've always wanted to obtain? I know I have mentioned it in prior episodes where I've explained that my daughter and I set up morning routines for ourselves at the beginning of the year. Our morning routines consisted of six different categories. And like I said, you can cater these routines to fit your needs and the time that you have. For myself personally, what I decided to do was to dedicate 10 minutes of my time for each one of these six categories. So this means that in the morning, my morning routine takes one hour to complete. Now the categories that my daughter and I decided to zero in on was mental health, health and fitness, appearance, career or goal brainstorming, spirituality, and self-education. So I dedicate 10 minutes of my time to each one of these six categories. So for example, for those of you who would like to see what is it exactly that I do in an hour's time in these six categories. So for me, what I do is I do 10 minutes of meditation, which can fall into the mental health category. Sometimes I have my, my mind filled with chatter and other times it's just still and that's fine. So I set myself a timer for 10 minutes and I meditate. For health and fitness, I do yoga in the morning or some sort of movement. There are some days that I just put on my AirPods and I just dance and move around for 10 minutes. And that's fine too. And it could also be stretching. So I dedicate 10 minutes to that. Then for money or career or goal brainstorming, for me, that can mean listening to a podcast or brainstorming topic ideas for this podcast or creating posts for my Instagram page or it can be working on some of the projects that I have coming down the pike. So I use those 10 minutes to brainstorm that and I write it all down. 
Um, for spirituality, I most definitely journal. And for me, that looks like gratitude journaling. And I just write down the things that I'm thankful for, situations that have come up that have been amazing. I just take out a notebook. Like I said, I have many of them. And I just journal. Gratitude journaling for me is very therapeutic. Seeing written down on paper the things that you have been able to obtain is a great way to put you in an amazing mood. Lots of times, many of us forget that we have been very fortunate in our lives and we forget those things because we allow negative things or negative people or negative self-talk or even others negative self-talk to infiltrate our mind and it makes us forget that we have so so much to be thankful for and then the last category is self-education so for that I always dedicate reading time for me I've always been an avid reader and I adore obtaining knowledge from books. Sometimes I put myself in a timeout as far as gaining knowledge from books and just reading for leisure. So I'll get a fiction book and I'll read that. But for me, I am a lifelong learner. And I truly believe that none of us stop learning. All of us are constantly learning. And if you are in the mentality that you know everything already that you need to know about life, trust me, there's something else to learn. Because we are definitely here to bring ourselves joy, but also to bring ourselves knowledge and see the world through different eyes and through different lenses. So it's important to, for me to always be constantly learning. So that is what I do in my morning. Again, this might look very different for many of you. Some of you might have children that you need to attend to. But the one thing that I can always recommend is try to dedicate that time, that morning time before others have are up and demanding of your time. Try to carve out some time where you can set little goals because if you think about it these are very small goals even if say you did all six of these goals and you decided to dedicate five minutes of your time that's only going to take you 30 minutes to complete and can you imagine how refreshed and amazing you will feel when you are able to say i did six things in 30 minutes before my day even began. I don't know about you, but that is quite the adrenaline rush to have each and every morning, knowing that you were able to dedicate 30 minutes or one hour completely to yourself, where you were able to get six things done that make you feel amazing about yourself. Number two, remember that your thoughts create your reality. We all know that if we think negative thoughts and we 
consistently listen to negative thoughts or watch negative things, all that is going to invoke is negative feelings into us. So a way for you to romanticize your life is to try to stay away from things that will put you in a negative thought pattern. An example that I always use is think of the music that you listen to, the things you watch, and the people that you speak to. If you are listening to music that puts you in a very aggressive mood, if you're watching the news on a news channel that tends to sensationalize negative things, if you first thing in the morning speak to individuals who are speaking badly of others or are never really happy, what do you think that is going to introduce into your day? So for me, I like to make sure that first thing in the morning, especially first thing in the morning, I'm listening to things that are very uplifting. I also like to think of this one affirmation, and it's funny because many people will think about it as, oh, that's so corny. But I actually think it's pretty amazing because if the first thing I say each morning is, thank you for another beautiful day, today is going to be amazing. What do you think the energy behind it is going to bring me? And I have been asked by several people, like, you know, how is it that you wake up so happy? Um, you're always saying that you're having an amazing day first thing in the morning when I ask. And I'm like, it's because I am having an amazing day because I'm making it a point to have an amazing day today. I'm making it a point to think of the positives that can happen instead of thinking of all the things that can go wrong. It's the same way if let's say you are on your way to work and you spill coffee on your shirt. Don't automatically go to the mindset or the thought, oh, this is how my day is starting. I cannot wait to see what else happens. When you do that, what you're doing is inviting that energy that everything else in your day is going to go wrong. So try to steer your thoughts to things that are positive. I tend to listen to music that is uplifting, that is very upbeat or has a very positive message. My favorite one and I literally listen to it all the time and my husband can attest that it drives him bananas because he says that I listen to the same thing over and over and over again. And that is Ariana Grande's song, Just Like Magic. The words to that song literally tell you how to start your day. Like she literally says, you're going to wake up and have this amazing day. You think it and that's exactly what you're going to get. And I think that's a beautiful way for you to romanticize your life. If you think of it, every day when you wake up, you're like, this is going to be an amazing day. And you see it unfold. It's beautiful. It's a romantic life. 
So if you can try to tweak what you listen to, what you watch, who you talk to, especially first thing in the morning, and try to implement an affirmation that is uplifting, that is catered to you, I can guarantee that you will start seeing changes in your life. Number three, I touched upon this one in the morning routine, but I wanted to dedicate time for it on its own, and that is gratitude journaling. Some of you may not like writing, and this is a task that doesn't have to take you very long. They actually even sell a journal called the five-minute journal where you just write down. It ha- it's just a book full of pages with the date on the top, and it gives space for you to write three things that you're thankful for in the morning and three things that you were thankful for in the evening. You don't even have to purchase this special book for it. You can take a simple notebook and at the top of the paper, just say, I am grateful for, and then write three things. That's it. It's really simple. And I can pretty much guarantee you that if you do this on a consistent basis, you will see your life change. You will completely see how being in that state of gratitude brings you so much more happiness. And it does romanticize your life in such a way that you're like, wow, this is amazing. I mean, it doesn't even have to be something that is written out. I know for some people, they don't enjoy writing. I'm a writer. I love to write. But there are very many people that really don't enjoy writing. Three simple words can be put down on that page each and every day. It can be something as simple as, I am thankful for today's sunny day, for the iced coffee I got this morning, and for my baby's giggles. Like literally, the sky's the limit. And when you start experiencing and putting yourself in a state of gratitude, you start seeing the world in a different way. You start seeing the world in a romantic way, in a way in which, wow, you know, there is a lot of things for us to be grateful for. We don't have to be in this state of negativity. We can look at the world and acknowledge all of the positive things that are happening in it for us and for others. A fourth way that you could romanticize your life is by having a playlist. Create a playlist with all of your favorite music that uplifts you. And this might look very different from the genre of music that you're used to listening to. For many of us, our preferred genre of music tends to be a genre in which you don't really get too much of a positive feeling or positive messages from it. For example, hip-hop and rap or even heavy metal music can be categorized as having negative messages or they're not loaded with positive messages in it, depending on the artist that you're listening to. 
So for me, I would have to say if you can develop a playlist of your secondary type of genre of music that you enjoy listening to that have positive messages, this is a beautiful way for you to romanticize your life. Because if you're listening to things that have positive messages that make you feel good in a positive way, it does help to make you feel like the world around you is a beautiful romantic place. Number five is be present, be in the moment. And this, I can't tell you how much this can help in romanticizing your life because nine times out of 10, a lot of us are just rushing from one place to another. We don't get to see and enjoy the beauty that's around us because we're thinking of the next thing or the next task that we need to complete. When we dedicate time to be fully in the moment, once we start living in the moment and not thinking about what the next thing that we need to do is, but fully giving our attention to the things that we are experiencing in the right now, it is a beautiful way for you to romanticize your life and for you to see the true beauty there is around you. Um, a perfect example that I have of this was when we went to Paris. Um, my daughter and I made a trip to Paris in which my sister and my mom um, ended up going with us as well at the last minute. And it was a beautiful trip. And our very first day that we were there, we sat at a little restaurant across the street from the Notre Dame to have lunch. Um, as we sat there, we waited for our food and we realized that they take quite some time to get the food to you. And once they did bring the food to us, my daughter and I had crepes, my mom had a soup, and I believe my sister also had a soup. We were eating it so quickly that the waitress came over and she said, are you guys American? And I said, yes. I said, wow, you know, is that obvious? And she said, yes, it is obvious because you guys eat so fast. And in her broken English, she told us that we eat too fast, that we need to slow down and enjoy the food and the taste of the food and enjoy each other. And I remember that struck me very much because I began to notice that, yes, even when we go out to eat in a restaurant, which if you think about it, if you're going out to eat in a restaurant, it's not a fast food place, you're not expected to gobble down your food and leave right away. You're not expected to be rushed through your experience. You're expected to sit there and enjoy the company that you're in. I mean, you are spending more money for this dining experience. And that's what it is, an experience. It's not meant to be fast food because if not, it will be categorized as fast food. And it was that one statement that the French waitress made that had me rethink all of my dining experiences. Even those that are fast food, 
Because when you think about it, if you're sitting down to have lunch, and let's say you have a 30-minute lunch break, when you're sitting down to have your lunch, you should be enjoying your lunch. It shouldn't be something that you rush to gobble down and get back to work. You are supposed to be nourishing your body. You're not allowing your body enough time for it to register whether or not it's full or whether or not it enjoys the food either when you rush through your eating process. There was a study that I read that said it takes your brain about 10 to 15 minutes for it to know when it's full. So imagine you're given a huge portion of food, it's put in front of you and you gobble it all down in 15 minutes and later you're having a tummy ache or you feel so full that you think you're going to explode. But if you think about it, it's because you rushed to gobble all of the food down before your brain had a moment to register, hey, I'm full, I don't need any more. And seeing it from that perspective, you realize this is probably the reason why our country has the worst obesity rates ever. Because we live in a country where everything is rushed and everything, you're running from one thing to the next. When you think about it, when you don't cater to the moment when you don't live in the present moment or are fully present you're also taking away value from the people that you're sitting in front of or the people that you're speaking to for me i think that when we don't give someone our undivided attention we can miss out on cues that their body language or their tone of voice may be telling us. But because we are worried about the next thing, we miss out on it. And I think it's so important to make others feel just as loved as we'd like to feel ourselves. And in order to do that, we do need to be fully present when we are in front of individuals that we are communicating with. So yes, number five started off as a experience in Paris where it came across as a food type of um, lesson, but it can be transferred into everything else in your life. So be fully present. And it's a beautiful way for you to absorb the things around you and see the true beauty in the things that are around us, whether it be food, people, or our environment. Number six is bring beauty into your life. That's a surefire way for you to romanticize your life. For us in my home, we dedicated a table in the entrance of our home to our ancestors. We have beautiful photos of them looking their best on this table framed in beautiful little picture frames. And what we do each and every week is 
we bring in a beautiful bouquet of flowers, roses to be specific, and we place it on this table. Not only are we honoring our, our ancestors by putting these flowers on this beautiful table surrounded by their photos, we're also engaging our senses and bringing something beautiful into our home that is a focal point. And this can be done with flowers for yourself. It doesn't even have to be for, say, an ancestor table as we do. It can be just weekly flowers that you put in a vase in your room, in your living room, on your kitchen table that you get to look at and smile at and smell and experience. This doesn't have to stop here. Several years ago, I read in a magazine article, don't save your beautiful china and your glasses for a special occasion. Every day is a special occasion. And that mere saying literally transformed my life. That one little statement made because my husband and I did get a beautiful set of china for our wedding. And up until that point, I want to say this incident happened maybe five, six years ago where I read that article. This china sat in a box in our pantry and would only be touched on special occasions. Which special occasion? Thanksgiving and Christmas. That was the only time this beautiful china saw the light of day. That was the only time our beautiful glassware saw the light of day. And I thought about it and I said, wow, you know what? I am going to take out all of our everyday wear, quote, air quotes, and I'm going to replace it with our fine china. Because why shouldn't we be able to experience our dining experience, our everyday dining experience on this beautiful china? That's the purpose of it. It's not supposed to be sitting in a closet waiting for two days out of the 365 days of the year. We should be able to look at it and feel the luxury of what it is to eat off of these beautiful plates. Because every day is a gift. When we think about it that way, we romanticize our lives even more. Because each day that we're alive is a gift. We, none of us know when our last day will be, right? So it's important for us to take each and every day and experience it to its fullest. And for me, bringing beauty into your life is something that is so very important. Number seven is spend time outdoors. It is no coincidence that nature is called mother nature. It's in the feminine. And that's because everything that you see outside in nature are things that we're able to do as well. Think of it, we are able to give life just like nature does. We are able to ebb and flow 
just as things in nature is able to do. So for us, especially for us as goddesses, it is important for us to spend time in nature, whether that be going for a walk or spending time on the beach. Being able to feel the sun on your skin, being able to smell and drink in the fresh air, and being able to absorb all of the things that we're able to see and hear around us. It's like an invitation to our senses. And it's a beautiful way for you to romanticize your life. Being able to take a walk and literally gaze at what is in front of you. Again, bringing you to the present moment. Being able to feel the things that are going on around you are beautiful ways for you to romanticize your life and also bring you closer to your goddess energy. Number eight goes hand in hand with number seven, but in a more um, superficial way. And for me, I like to say obtaining a fragrance that captivates you. For me, I love perfume and I have always been the type of person that enjoys designer fragrances. So my, I guess you could say go-to or my signature scent is Angel by Theory Mugler. And my second one would be Mon Perry by YSL. And those two scents, when I put it on, it completely envelopes my senses. And I feel so amazing and so luxurious. And I feel as though I'm on top of the world. And what better way for you to romanticize your life or to feel like the main character by putting something on you. And for me, I say scent is such an important thing because it's something that you will carry with you throughout the whole day. When you put on that scent and you feel amazing, I mean, what better way for you to romanticize your life? I guess we can also say for those of us who cannot wear perfume or are allergic or because of work-related guidelines, you can't use a perfume. I would say maybe purchasing something that you can eat that is very small, but that it completely takes you away. For some that might be getting chocolate, like a chocolate that is not something that you eat on a regular basis, but the moment that you do take it in, it transports you to this feeling of luxury and of you are the main character. So if it's not perfume, maybe something that you can purchase or eat or maybe even wear. Like we could even say a piece of jewelry, a ring or a bracelet that the moment you look at it, you're captivated by it and romanticized by it. So that's number eight. Number nine is prioritize your mealtimes. Again, this one goes back to the story about Paris, but 
Prioritizing your meals ensures that you are taking care of the one person that needs to be taken care of the most. The one person who should be at the top of your list. The one person you should be loving and caring for with the best quality, and that is you. Prioritizing your meal times ensures that you are experiencing it, not just for the nourishment, but for the enjoyment. So when I was working at a part-time job, I was given a half-hour lunch break. And something that I remember clearly was the women that worked there never took their lunch break outside. They always ate their lunch at their desk while they were working. Therefore, they were not experiencing what they were eating. They were just eating just for the source of nourishment instead of eating for nourishment and enjoyment. And I remember one time the manager came over to me and said, I, you know, I told her she had come over to tell me that she wanted me to do a particular task. And I said, okay, sure, I'll get to it as soon as I get back from lunch. And she made a statement kind of like, oh, you know, it's funny how you always take your lunch. Like no matter what, you always take your lunch. And I said, yes, because I'm given 30 minutes to have lunch and it's my way to enjoy my food without being interrupted by others or the task at hand. But it also gives me time to regroup and to prioritize myself. Now, I don't know if that went over very well for her or if she wanted to hear that, but it was the truth. I've always made certain that I prioritize my meal times. I always took it the way you're supposed to, away from your desk. But especially after my experience in Paris, I made certain that I always enjoyed my food the way you're supposed to. It made me feel better about myself and it was a way for me to romanticize my own life. And number 10, the 10th way for you to romanticize your life, make sure that you're the main character in your story or to become that it girl is to take care of yourself. Always make sure that you are making yourself a priority. Never put the needs of someone else over your own. Always make sure that you are well taken care of because when push comes to shove, no one else is going to prioritize you. Everyone is going to prioritize themselves. And what better way to make your life this beautiful romantic story that it's meant to be than by making sure that you take very good care of yourself whether that be emotionally, physically, psychologically, mentally, always make certain that you are your top priority. Because in order for you to rise to your full goddess potential, in order for you to tap into your best and higher, most authentic self, you need to make sure that you are operating at 100%. Always make sure that your cup is full 
before you're able to fill the cup of others around you. So that concludes the 10 ways for us to romanticize our life. I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, and if you have other ways that we can romanticize our life, I invite you to hop on over to the Rise of a Goddess podcast Instagram page and let us know. What do you think? What are ways that you are able to romanticize your life that you didn't hear on this top 10? Or maybe you have a new way or a different spin on one of the top 10 ways that I listed in today's episode. I invite you as I do every week, come on over, hop on over, let me know what you think. Let me know any other ideas that you might have for romanticizing your life so that we can share it with the other goddesses in this community. As I say each and every week, have an amazing week. Make yourself your top priority. And I hope to see you next week on the Rise of a Goddess podcast. Bye.